carnal man demands, tell me the truth. But what he really wants is not the actual truth, not unless that truth conveniently matches up with his own personal proclivities. I must admit that the truth is not always comfortable at first. Truth does not honor one's opinions nor make concessions for close seconds. Truth is simply the truth, and real truth never changes. Proverbs 23, verse 23 states, Buy the truth and sell it not. Truth has a price tag. How much does it cost? Truth is a person. John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Truth surely has a price, but it is not measured in money, even though money will be heavily involved. The price of truth is your entire life sacrificed unto Christ, and to those who receive him, a glorious heritage is gained. John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. When you buy the truth by believing upon the Lord Jesus Christ and following him, you become a son or daughter of God, inheriting the promise of life and life more abundantly, even the promise of eternal life. The child of God's relationship with truth begins at the place Jesus calls born again. Have you been born again? actually born a second time, this time of the Spirit of God, will today be the day you meet Jesus Christ, the truth? Will today be your day of a new, sinless, shameless, glorious beginning? The truth will set you free and break the back of Satan's stranglehold on your life. Victory is just minutes away. Do it now while the invitation is still extended. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said Psalms 19, 7 through 11, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. God said, Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 and 6, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him, Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. God said, 2 Timothy three fourteen through 17 But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Man said, 
I want my truth served up on a platter that pleases. I want words that make me feel good. Conviction has no place in my life. There's no room for God or his book. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 947, that will once again certify the inerrancy of God's holy Bible. All of these dynamic features are archived here in text and streaming audio for your edification and as ammunition in the battle for the lost souls of the children of Adam. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Take advantage of four highly beneficial God Said, Man Said features. Number one, you have questions, God has answers. Whatever your question, type a keyword into the search bar top right and watch the screen populate with related information from Adam and Eve to quantum physics. Number two, use the tell a friend feature above to send a message to someone you love. It's so quick and easy. Three, imagine you can download nearly 351 hours of God Said Man Said features to your electronic device. Listen to one every day. And number four, sign up for the God Said Man Said weekly broadcast and fresh bread will be delivered to you, God willing, every Thursday eve. Thank you for coming. May God's face shine upon you with light and truth. The living word of God is found in your majority text Holy Bible, and I need to know if it is true. I really need to know. My understanding of my beginning my present, my future, and my eternal state depends on it. The scriptures teach that with his words, God spoke all of creation into existence out of that which is invisible. Psalms 33, verse 6, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. You and I are literally made out of words, out of God's living words, and I must emphasize the word literally. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Revelation nineteen thirteen reads of our Lord Jesus, and his name is called the Word of God. The power of the words, even our words, delivers wide-ranging results. Proverbs eighteen twenty one: death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. In 1 Thessalonians 5.21, we are instructed to prove all things, hold fast that which is good. God's inerrant truth is the whole thing, both spiritually and physically, I need to know. Today's feature is a continuation of a God Said, Man Said series titled, Undeniable Proof Every Jot and Every Tittle. There are 26 features, this one makes 27, in this series that in rapid fashion lists 200 undeniable proofs that God is, that he authored the scriptures and will hold all men accountable to his words at a soon coming judgment day. This feature begins with God proof number 201. Genesis 5 verses 3 and 6. And Adam lived an hundred and thirty years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. And Seth lived an hundred and five years and begat Enos. Adding the years between father and son in the Bible's genealogical record, as well as incorporating other scriptural age markers, and you will arrive at the age of the earth and its universe, an age of just over 6,000 years, 
in contrast to evolution's supposed billions. When data is allowed to speak, void of evolution's empty and unprovable theories, you will discover young. Example, genetic diversity happened within the last 5,115 years. Comparing DNA mutation rates confirms a beginning that could not exceed 10,000 years ago. Our best brains peaked 2,000 to 6,000 years ago. Using the new mtDNA clock and mitochondrial Eve, humans have only existed for a mere 6,000 years. There was a peak of death 4,000 years ago. Noah and the flood happened just over 4,300 years ago. Over 400 languages resulted from just one common language 6,000 to 5,000 years ago. Sophisticated pottery was first developed 5,000 years ago. Horse domestication began as early as 6,000 years ago. Farming was developed 6,500 years ago. Common ancestors date to 3,000 years ago. Noah's goats date to just over 4,300 years ago. The world's oldest known plague occurred 5,700 years ago, end of quote. And this is just a sampling. When it's actual data and not theory, they always end up here. God proof number 202, Job 38, verse 36. Who hath put wisdom in the inward parts, or who hath given understanding to the heart? God's creation reveals wisdom in the inward parts that defies evolutionary explanation all across life spectrum. Dr. R. J. Guliuza discusses how mammals, insects, and even plants use amazing internal predictive models of their environments to adjust to future conditions in the March 2019 issue of Acts and Facts under the headline, Creatures, Anticipatory Systems, Forecast, and Track Changes. Article highlights and several paragraphs follow. Creatures use internal predictive models of their environments called anticipatory systems to self-adjust to likely future conditions. Biological anticipatory systems refute evolutionary theory, which holds that adaptation must be blind with respect to an organism's future needs. An engineering-based design theory like ICR's continuous environmental tracking model can make useful predictions and guide scientific research into anticipatory systems. An omniscient creator could provide his creatures with the anticipatory systems they need to adapt. We've considered how organisms use innate logic mechanisms to rapidly produce solutions to environmental challenges that are so targeted they can be predicted. This observation deals a serious blow to the central anti-design tenet of evolutionary theory, which holds that evolutionary change must be random with respect to an organism's future needs. Now we'll see how many adaptations are not just reactive in real time, but rather flow from logic-based systems that give creatures foresight, both conscious and unconscious, of how they ought to preeminently self-adjust to predicted external conditions. An example given by Acts and Facts is the tomato plant. A report in 2018 described a study showing how tomato plants can detect snail mucus 
that is merely uh, in close proximity rather than direct contact. It stated, new research now shows some flora can detect an herbivorous animal well before it launches an assault, letting a plant mount a preemptive defense that even works against other pest species. None of the plants were ever actually attacked, lead investigator John Orak says. We just gave them cues that suggested an attack was coming, and that was enough to trigger big changes in their chemistry. Axe and Facts concludes, Biological anticipatory systems are real, and creatures use them to closely track environmental changes. Not only do they fit perfectly within the CET model, and engineering-based theory of design shows its scientific value by making useful predictions to guide scientific research into these poorly understood mechanisms. What can we say about systems that enable creatures to act preemptively, provision for the future, prime their young, or allow a mother to pack her offspring with a backpack of tools? For those with eyes to see, they burst with such purpose-driven activity that both the genius and tender provision of their creator, the Lord Jesus Christ, are clearly seen, end of quotes, who hath put wisdom in the inward parts. God said, proof number 203, Genesis six thirteen through 17. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in the ark, and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. And this is the fashion which thou shalt make it of. The length of the ark shall be three hundred cubits, the breadth of it fifty cubits, and the height of it thirty cubits. A window shalt thou make to the ark, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above. And the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh, wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. The world over, testimonies of Noah's ark and the world-ending flood are ubiquitous. Whether it is in the marine fossils on every mountain peak, or three-quarters of the earth's surface covered with flood sediment, or that nearly all the fossils of once-living things have been destroyed by water action and so much more, yet the carnal academics deny, deny, deny. The headline in Discover Magazine's May 2019 issue reads, Mining the Minskill. This feature reports on vast sand mines in the United States, in Wisconsin, the Midwest, and Texas, all areas which were once covered with ocean waters. A few paragraphs follow. But they're not digging for valuable ores or precious metals buried beneath all this sand. This is a sand mine, and there are dozens like it in western Wisconsin. This state and others in the Midwest have some of the best sand in the world. Sand has been mined here for over a century. It's used for glass, casting in foundries, even playgrounds and golf course sand traps. But in the last 10 to 15 years, the industry has exploded because this sand has specific characteristics. It's pure, almost entirely quartz or silicon dioxide, and the particles are round. 
This combination makes Wisconsin sand ideal for use in another attractive industry, hydraulic fracking or fracturing in the quest for natural gas and oil. The geologic processes that created this perfect sand likely took millions of years, says Jay Zambito, an associate professor of geology at Beloit College in Wisconsin and formerly a geologist with the Wisconsin Geological and Natural History Survey. Half a billion years ago, when this sand was forming, Wisconsin was quite different and in a very different part of the globe. It was closer to the equator It was more or less at the edge of an enormous inland sea. The land was mostly desert, Zambito says, so the sand at that ocean's edge cycled back and forth between the waves and the desert winds. It's just going back and forth over and over until the sand grains are finally deposited, he says. Quartz is more chemically stable than most other common minerals, so as ocean waves... Rain and wind broke down rocks to smaller particles on Earth's surface. Most of those minerals weathered away, leaving just quartz sand behind. End of quote. The ocean waters part is right, but the half a billion years is built upon evolution's uniformitarian doctrine and couldn't be more wrong. A global flood? Evidence is everywhere. God proof number 204, Proverbs 11, verse 19. As righteousness tendeth to life, so he that pursueth evil pursueth it to his own death. The following excerpts are from the October 2017 issue of the AFA Journal under the heading of Perks of Attending Church Go Beyond the Obvious. Regular church attendance is good for your body and your marriage, not to mention your soul. Vanderbilt University professor Marino Bruce found in a May 2017 study that going to church results in longer lives. People ages 40 to 65 who attend Christian worship service or other places of worship more than once a week reduce their risk of mortality by 55% when compared to those in the same age bracket who do not attend worship services. Another study, this one from Harvard School of Public Health, affirms the positive correlation between church attendance and longer life. In addition, it revealed that those who attended services are 50% less likely to divorce and 27% less likely to become depressed. The Harvard findings came from a national study of 75,000 women from 1996 to 2012. End of quotes. God said, righteousness tendeth to life. God proof number 205, Genesis 10, 1 and verse 25. Now these are the generations of the sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And unto them were sons born after the flood. And unto Eber were born two sons. The name of one was Peleg, for in his days was the earth divided, and his brother's name was Joktan. Satan's academic champions have challenged the Bible incessantly. They have vociferously challenged its supernatural authorship and inerrancy. They have challenged the penman. They publicly ridicule its miraculous accounts and attempt to discredit its historic accuracy. But as those with childlike faith should suspect, Satan's champions have failed time after miserable time. How reliable is the book of Genesis? 
The first son of Noah was Shem, of which the Bible lists 64 souls in his lineage, and history shouts yes. After the flood, a book written by B. Cooper, he highlights each of them. Several noteworthy names and their history follow. Eber, known to Josephus as Heber, he gave his name to the Hebrew race. Joktan, the progenitor of no less than 13 southern Arabian tribes, he is remembered amongst modern Arabs as Yaktan. Only the purest Arabs, it is still maintained, are those Semitic Arabs descended from Joktan, while Semitic Arabs are referred to somewhat disdainfully as Mustarabs, pretended or pretended Arabs. Joktan's name is preserved in that of the ancient town of Jectan, near present-day Mecca. Josephus knew him as Joktan, end quote. Genesis 10.25 records the name of the man Peleg, Cooper reports. Peleg, Genesis tells us that in his day the earth was divided. The meaning of his name, as rendered in Hebrew, corresponds exactly with the Akkadian noun Puluku, which means a dividing up of territory by means of boundaries and borders. The Arcadian verb for to divide is paluku. Likewise, the Assyrian word palgu refers to the dividing up of land by canals and irrigation systems. It is in this sense that the Hebrew word peleg is used in Job 29, verse 6 and 38, verse 5. The man named Peleg, whose name appears as Phaleg in Josephus, was so named, however, after the division and scattering of the nations from Babel, end of quotes. The Word of God and its histories, it is the inerrant truth. Embrace it. God proof, number 206, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The amazing born-again experience is truly staggering. The results of this supernatural experience have changed the lives of millions of men and women, boys and girls, their families, their communities, and even their nations. From the childlike to the sophisticated, to the most depraved and satanically bound, the glorious born-again experience has transformed them into the world's most glorious testimonies of righteousness. Those looking for proof of Jesus Christ need look no further. The following paragraph is from Richard Warmbrand's book, Proof of God's Existence. It is said that in the New Hebrides, a communist agitator took it upon himself to explain to the native inhabitants that God did not exist. After listening to him attentively, they said, Go back and thank God, in whom you do not believe, that you were not the first to arrive here. Before you, there came a missionary who told us about God and made civilized men of cannibals. If he had not preceded you, we would have eaten you. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. God proof number 207, Matthew 27, 45 through 54. Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Some of them that stood there when they heard that said, This man calleth for Elias. 
and straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, Let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose, and came out of the graves after his resurrection, and went into the holy city, and appeared unto many. Now when the centurion, and they that were with him watching Jesus, saw the earthquake, and those things that were done, they feared greatly, saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. Unfortunately for the Christ deniers, there is a plethora of historic fact that shouts a resounding yes to the biblical record of this Jesus. New research published in the October 2010 issue of Acts and Facts is another addition to the overwhelming empirical evidence stacked up against the enemies of the cross of Christ. The feature was written by renowned geologist Dr. Stephen Austin, under the title of Greatest Earthquakes of the Bible. Several paragraphs follow. Recently, geologists have investigated the 4,000-year chronology of earthquake disturbances within the uppermost 19 feet of laminated sediment of the Dead Sea. Hypersaline waters preserve seasonally laminated sediment because organisms cannot live or burrow in the bed of the lake. As a result... Only a nearby earthquake or a very large distant earthquake can homogenize the lake's uppermost sediment layers, producing a mixed layer devoid of laminations. A sketch of a sediment core from the west side of the Dead Sea appears in Figure 1. The sketch shows the depths of the mixed layers within the laminated sediment sequence. Two deeper mixed layers in the Dead Sea are datable from historical, archaeological, and geological associations with faulting. In, in particular, the earthquakes of 31 B.C., the Quamran earthquake, and 750 B.C., Amos's earthquake. Other earthquakes are represented in the Dead Sea sediment core with dates approximated, approximated by assuming a steady rate of sedimentation. After three hours of darkness at midday on April 3, 33 A.D., the Lord Jesus exclaimed the words, It is finished, as he died on the cross. Immediately the curtain of the sanctuary of the temple was torn, a great earthquake occurred, rocks were broken, and many dead saints were resurrected from their tombs. The earthquake upon the death of Christ called attention to the great salvation that had been accomplished that day on the cross. An outcrop of laminated Dead Sea sediment can be seen at Wadi Zeom, Azilim, above the southwestern shore of the northern Dead Sea near the fortress of Masada. And this sediment outcrop is a distinctive one-foot-thick mixed layer of sediment that is tied strongly to the Quamram earthquake's onshore ground ruptures of 31 B.C. Thirteen inches above the 31 B.C. event bed is another distinctive mixed layer less than one inch thick. The sedimentation rate puts this second earthquake about 65 years after the 31 B.C. earthquake. It seems that the crucifixion earthquake of 33 A.D. was magnitude 5.5, leaving direct physical evidence in a thin layer of disturbed sediment from the Dead Sea, end of quote. 
and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. God's word is the inerrant truth, every jot and every tittle, miracles and all. God said, Psalms 19, 7 through 11, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. God said, Proverbs 35 and 6, Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. God said, 2 Timothy three fourteen through 17 But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned, and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Man said, I want my truth served up on a platter that pleases. I want words that make me feel good. Conviction has no place in my life. There's no room for God or his book. Now you have the record. <laughs> <laughs> 